0: Hey, it's Chris back at you with the LJ's Lounge podcast. It's been a while since we've been on here. We've got a super exciting guest today because I don't know much about wrestling. I don't know much about wrestling cards, and I'm here to learn. Got my buddy TJ on here, and he's going to teach us a little bit about wrestling, wrestling cards, and what he's got going on this Saturday because that sounds pretty exciting.
1: Yes. Yeah, so well, thank you. Uh, so I'm a contributor to PWInsider.com and this Saturday I'll be doing the uh, WWE Backlash post game show on that website where we'll review the show uh, roughly
0: about a half hour after it ends. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, I was heavy into wrestling as a kid. I remember like in the backyard, the front yard, got out the old mattress and we'd wrestle just right there. I was always Jesse the Body Ventura. One of my brothers was Jake the Snake. The other one was Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, and we just wrestled in the front nice. yard. And then, you know, got got out of it a little bit. Came back with the NWO, and it's it's really not my thing. Like, my dad and my brother watch, but um, I know wrestling cards are really big right now, and I need to learn something. So, right. uh, teach me something about, about wrestling, TJ.
1: Well, I think your story matches a lot of people's. Uh, you know, for me, I grew up, I was young during the Attitude Era with – the NWO and Degeneration X and The Rock and Austin, you know, when it was wrestling was really at its peak. And, uh, and and it hooked me from there. But wrestling really has been on a steady decline since the year 2001, uh, where, where it was the it's hottest it's ever been. And uh, we are now in a transition period for the first time in two decades where the business is starting to grow again. And there's a few reasons for that. Uh, first, of course, is the introduction of a second company. Now we have uh, All Elite Wrestling, AEW, which has been uh, around for about four years now, but it's uh, it has its blemishes, it has its issues, but it is starting to grow and, and hopefully can catch some steam here. But the biggest story in professional wrestling has been the transition of WWE moving on from Vince McMahon to Triple H as the head of creative, um, his uh, real name is Paul Levesque, but he has a ton of experience. He's, he's done an amazing job over the last year. And uh, as he continues to get more and more control and more power over the creative process within WWE, I think we're going to see the entire industry start to grow and uh, it's going to get more and more popular. We just had WrestleMania 39 back in uh, April and it was by far, it broke every record that WrestleMania has ever had. It's the most watched WrestleMania, the most merchandise Uh, most ticket sales. Every single record they've ever set, they broke. So uh, if things continue like that, obviously that's going to affect the card market as well.
0: Yeah. I'm looking at the card market. It seems that um, like the legends really sell well. Female wrestlers sell well and the up and comers, uh, they're they're still prospecting, I guess. It's like when I think wrestling, I think of Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, The Rock, Stone Cold, Uh, you know, macho man, ultimate warrior, but those are also guys from my generation. When you talk about the expansion of it, do you see one or two superstars that will reach like the rock level? Or is there somebody who's already there? Or do you see more broad where like everybody's a British bulldog or, uh, you know, is everybody just like, okay. Or is there like two or three people who are going to be head and shoulders above everybody else?
1: That's a good analogy. Um, I do think that if there ever were an opportunity to have Um, you know, kind of relating it back to the 80s when you had Hogan and Savage and Piper and Flair and it was just megastar after megastar. I think we actually have the first opportunity for that to happen uh, in in 20 years right now because the the reason we had such a gap, like if you look over the last 20 years, I bet you could look at all the the wrestling cards that have come out um, over the last two decades. I would imagine John Cena is probably the only person that holds any value out of that crop. Maybe maybe Randy Orton. There's a couple people in that group, but John Cena is the megastar, but that's one person. As the brand and as the creative process starts to grow and get better and more and more people get invested, there is an opportunity for a lot more people to launch. So if you're looking for specific names, obviously at the top of everyone's list right now is Roman Reigns. He is the current version of John Cena. He's dominated all of professional wrestling for four plus five years now. Um, just headlined WrestleMania and won again, holds both world championships. So um, we, we looked up a couple of his cards and they're selling pretty well, but uh, he's a guy that like a Hogan, like a Cena, like an Austin, like a Rock, there's no doubt that his value is going to maintain for a long time. So if you come across a Roman Reigns card, you're probably in great shape.
0: Yeah, just looking up um, some of the comps on eBay right now, if you look at The Rock, his Prism black one of one, like his base card, looks like it sold on bids, or I'm sorry, best offer, ten thousand dollars. So there's like you know different tiers to cards. So one of the inserts, a top tier card, the one of one for Roman Reigns, sold for twelve hundred dollars ish. Then you've got the Rock base card selling for fifty one hundred. Then you've got the Rock's daughter selling for five thousand. Now before we came on here, you talked about how that was just ridiculous. Now I have no way. Of knowing if that was actually paid for, it looks like it was because I've got the uh, the plugins as Best Software accepted mm-hmm. at four four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, but that's that's kind of ridiculous to me.
1: Well, what makes wrestling a little different from sports is that wrestling is subjective. You know, in sports you have you have actual data, you have actual statistics that cannot be argued against, but. In wrestling, everything is subjective. You, you might have someone like Santino Morella, who in the, the kayfabe world of professional wrestling didn't accomplish a whole lot and it was never never a major star, but he, he connected with people and he, he had a, a great character. He was very funny. If you have a huge Santino Morella fan, that person might spend $10,000 on their card. So I think wrestling cards are more equatable to artwork than they necessarily are to oh. sports cards. Because, again, it's it's all in the eye of the beholder in, in
0: wrestling. It's also Someone uh, told me when I started recently collecting Pokemon that, you know, Charizard can't turn an ankle. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's P- true. Pikachu's <laughs> not going to tear an Achilles. <laughs> he might. I don't, I don't know. know. Blastoise, yeah. isn't, uh, he's not breaking his leg out on the football that's field or true. anything. But, you know, yeah. things can happen in wrestling just as, as sports where people get injured. But looking through... Um, You know, the cards that are for sale right now are actually that have sold. It seems like all of the out of 10s, the one of ones are mainly legends and female wrestlers.
1: I did want to mention that, too. Uh, If if you were asking me who would I be investing money in if I had resources to just dump into wrestling cards uh, at the top of my list is uh, a group called the, the Four Horsewomen, which is Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. That's Those are the four that I would absolutely be putting money into because as we progress uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, they are going to be looked at as revolutionaries, as people that change the entire business. So I, I'd absolutely focus on them. I think Rhea Ripley is a close second behind them as well. Um, and then as far as the male talents go, Roman Reigns, of course, is number one. Um, I also... I think another opportunity for big growth is Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. Um, I don't know if they're going to make storyline-specific cards. I know that I've seen some of those in the past where they might make a card that um, has some sort of influence or or reflection on a current active storyline. They just completed or are in the process of completing a story um, between this group called the Bloodline and Sami Zayn and Jey Uso, a couple people, um, that has been by far the best story that professional wrestling has told in 20 years. So if I could get my hands on any of any merchandise that specifically relates to that, I'd be doing that. And then if you're looking for maybe some sleepers, some young up and coming talent that Couple you. Of could, prospects. Yeah, some people that you could get probably very cheap right now, but I think their, their value could explode in the next 10, 15 years. Uh, there's a wrestler in Aew named Wardlow. I think he has a chance to take over the industry. In WWE, you'll have Austin Theory as an up-and-coming guy. And also Cora Jade out of NXT, I think, is someone
0: that uh, has a lot of potential. I was just looking at a Cora Jade card just sold recently. Now, one name that... I'm just looking at her card right now that I thought would be bigger than currently is, is Ronda Rousey. Well, obviously she had quite the UFC career. Yes. Came over to wrestling and I really don't know much about that at all. Coming to the wrestling stage. But she's a name. She's people someone people know. Like when I think, you know, UFC, I go straight to Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz mm-hmm. and Ronda Rousey and John Jones. I mean she's Absolutely. Amanda Nunez, like she's yeah. the one. Yep. Yeah. And so why do you think her cards don't do so well? Because her career hasn't gone that well in WWE. Uh,
1: she She's taken a very interesting career path where when she first came onto the scene, she, she physically took to the business so well. Her in-ring performances were, were really strong. But ever since then, she hasn't really developed much of a character. She's still very bland on the microphone. So... There's just not a lot of investment in her. Uh, if you go back pre-pandemic, she was the number one female heel in the entire company. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, over the last three years, her presence within the business has slowly declined. She took some time off for a while. Um, mm-hmm. It's to the point now where she hasn't been on TV in, in a few weeks and she's just kind of in a tag team that isn't really doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, she's definitely not positioned as the megastar that she used to be. But, again, the thing with wrestling, and you can take advantage of this just like you could in in other sports, like I'm sure when there's a baseball player. If he has four home runs in a game, the next day his cards are going to sell a lot higher. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So that happens in wrestling too, where you can have someone who hasn't done anything for two and a half years, and then all of a sudden – Something connects, he gets put in the right story and with the right build and the right people. And next thing you know, that person's popular again. So you can take advantage of those swings in presentation. But, uh, you know, to really be on the pulse of that, you, you pretty much have to watch every week to know
0: what to do with that. Yeah, we talked about um, pricing a little bit before we started this as you and I were chit-chatting. The when the 2022 product came out, it was very much at the absolute like peak of sports card prices. I think they came out at like six hundred dollars a box. They were up to 800 dollars, maybe some places you could find them for twelve. Then they very, very quickly went down and you could get them for about $200. I remember I bought mine at six and I'm like, oh, sweet, it's going up, it's going up. Then I just didn't pay attention for a month. Then all of a sudden it was down to $200. I'm like, well, I'm already at a $400 loss here, so I'm just going to open it and see what's in it. And that was 2021? Uh, 2022 product. Okay. Um, Because everything, with the pandemic, everything was pushed back because you couldn't make cards. I mean, they're still coming out with football cards right now from last season. So mm. it was basically the, the 2021 product came out in 2022, gotcha. I guess, to, to say it a little, a little differently. And then it was just pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And then now, like, prices this year were very reasonable, $160, $200 a box, depending on where you got it from. And then the cards, I mean, I, I never open a box of cards, expect to get my money back. But with WWE, it seems like most people are if you hit one good parallel.
1: Yeah, and I I would probably attribute that to the the industry saw a big shift during the pandemic, too. Both WWE and AEW were running shows throughout the entire pandemic in empty arenas. Um, WWE actually had a setup called the Thunderdome, where instead of having fans in the seats, they had television screens with fans' faces that were Skyping in, Um, and they had fake crowd noise piped into the building, so it wasn't great, but as soon as they reopened and went back on tour, there was a huge spike in ticket sales and live attendance. And it was like, you know, once everyone had the ability to go back, they all wanted to go back. And so that maybe there was some correlation there. Maybe that surge in, Hey, the world's kind of back to normal led to the card spiking. And then, you know, who knows went down
0: from there. Yeah. And, um, and I just kind of, I had to tell one wrestling story while, while we're talking about this, but, uh, I remember like Alexa Bliss had a good rise to fame here. She's yes. from she's from our town. Yeah. And my buddy Noah, his wife is her best friend. Like oh. she's the maid of honor at their wedding. Wow. And all that. And she's so I'm looking at her Instagram pictures, I'm like, You had four of the five in guys at your wedding. Like wow. your favorite band's Yellow Card and Yellow Card's playing at your wedding. Like your husband's Ryan Cabrera and he's singing to you like your first dance and I thought it was super cool just to see kind of a behind the scenes of that knowing hey you know what like one of my good friend's wife was there you know part of all of this and yeah it's just cool to see like I've got a uh a tops now card that he got her signed personally for me that I'm, I'm just super excited about that's you know one of the few wrestling autographs or cool stories I have except for you know I got my little Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy at home when I was six years old my my cherished possession I have two things
1: Um, I was a major NXT fan back in 2014 when that brand really kicked off Um, they appeared at the Arnold Classic here in town and uh, did a big autograph signing and um, I have a poster with that whole roster with everybody's autographs and it's it's all huge stars from right now it's Bailey and Charlotte and sasha banks and kevin owens and Sami Zayn and uh, pretty much a, a chunk of the the top talent in the company autograph that so i'm proud of that and then i also was at wrestlemania 30 when daniel bryan won the world championship and i have a daniel bryan card with a piece of the mat from that night so that's uh that's kind of my prize card possession
0: Wow, man. I So, I wanted to cut it off at of 15 minutes, but now I've got to go into another comment because they do have wrestling cards with, you know, part of the mat in it. Mm-hmm. Like, my buddy Nick, he's in, uh, big into wrestling. Him and his kids watch it. He's got part of a ladder from, like, a ladder match. Oh, wow. Or part of a cage or, you know, you got part of a boot, something like that. Like Just, to me, that's so awesome because if you're, I'm into sports cards. They have, this jersey is not from any specific game or event. And they mm-hmm. show, like, Pictures of when Marshawn Lynch put on 40 jerseys at the same time. Like, that's what your patch is from. Mm. Then you also have patch cards. Like, I have a John Elway one at home and said, well, this is game used in a game in, you know, 1992 versus the Minnesota Vikings. Elway did blah, 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 blah. Like, to me, that's awesome. Yes. You can't fake a ladder in a card. Right. Like, you can fake a piece of fabric or something, but, you know, a piece of a ring, piece of a mat, piece of a rope, I mean... That, that, to me, is just so cool that it's actually from the event yes. itself. So, hey, I've got this ladder that was used at WrestleMania 30 in a ladder match, mm-hmm. and you can tell the whole story of exactly what happened, and you have that ladder. Like, that is so cool to me.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And they've done a really good job of doing that over the years. Um, the Probably my favorite wrestling event I ever went to was NXT TakeOver in uh, Brooklyn, and there's a, a Bailey card that has a, a piece of the mat uh, that's available. I haven't bought it yet. I need to pull the trigger on it, but uh, that would probably be my prized possession because it was my favorite show of all time, favorite match of all time, and uh, that that moment in time, Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the NXT Women's Championship, will will live on as a, a revolutionary moment in wrestling
0: history. And, and see, I think that's such an angle that um, you know. Tops or Panini, whoever's going to have, you know, Fanatic's going to have the licensing can just play up because, okay, I've got uh, a helmet at home that's signed by Peyton Manning says Super Bowl 50 MVP. What if it was like his Super Bowl helmet, you know, like oh, they BNC. sold the, the Tom Brady's last touchdown pass, one for like half a million dollars. Right. And then, you know, he unretired and it, it all got settled. But if you're like, like you just said, such a moment that means so much to you. It's like catching Aaron Judge's 62, 60 second home run. Like yes. you're getting offered a quarter million dollars for it and turning it down, which was a dumb move, but that's for another <laughs> day. But to say, hey, you know, I went to this event or I was there, I saw this, this means so much to me. Now I actually have a piece of that night. Yes. Cause in sports cards, like you can't do that in a card. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would I, for for something like Super Bowl 32 where the Broncos beat the the Packers. Like, John Mobley knocked down that last pass to have a piece of John Mobley's Mm -hmm. jersey. Like, that would mean so much to me. Oh, absolutely. Like, you were just talking about And
1: luckily, this past year, like, maybe the next set of cards they released, there could be a lot more of that. Because over the last year, we've had a lot of special moments like that. Like, they they ran a show in Cardiff, Wales, for the first time in decades. Um, And they might have some Drew McIntyre-specific merchandise for that they are going to be people from Cardiff, Wales. That was the only wrestling show that they've ever been to, uh, been able to attend in their entire lives. That if they could get a card with a piece of the mat from that night, that'd, that'd be huge to them. They'd, they'd pay a ton for that. Um, same thing there this upcoming weekend. They're in, in Puerto Rico for the first time in 20 years. Yeah. So there could be a lot of people that want a, a piece of that history too. So, you do have a unique angle with wrestling where you are going to get a lot of event-used specific merchandise that's a lot easier to obtain than probably with football or other sports.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the National Treasures uh, checklist right now with some of the things that they have in there. And it's just it, it's just incredible, the things that, that you can get now mm-hmm. that you can have part of your collection for. You know, you're not paying $500,000 for a Tom Brady ball. You can probably pay 60 bucks for piece of the ring do you think? Yeah. So it's a lot of affordable and that's, that's for you. That's not necessarily to go and resell in 10 years. Sure. That's something you want. You more want to PC for your own collection to display at home. Yeah.
1: And, and again, if you're not someone that is uh, personally invested in these items, I mean, that's probably the best place to start is, is find significant moments in history. And if they do a, a release like that, where you can get a, a ladder or a, a canvas or whatever it might be, um, or if there's a wrestler who it's a, a piece of their ring gear from a specific match, that was a big moment in time. Those those specific items that are, are tagged with a, a specific events, I think, are going to be the way to go.
0: Yeah, right now, well, I don't know about right now, but on the new Netflix show with Golden, he had Ric Flair there with one of his boas and one of his outfits that he said, mm. I wore at X event. And I mean, it's at such a place where if you're at Golden, you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars oh, on yeah. something like that yeah all right we just got past 20 minutes so i want to thank tj for coming on the show today tell us what you do again with the uh the website and the what you're doing on saturday and then we'll jump off here
1: yeah uh if you ever want wrestling news inside information pwinsider.com is the way to go uh we have an elite section that uh basically gets you ad free access get you access to podcasts and basically breaking news as soon as it happens if you're really into wrestling can't recommend that more and uh, that's where you'll find content for me and uh, the best writers on the world, best uh, wrestling reporters on earth,
0: Dave Scherer and Mike Johnson. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, TJ. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Just uh, 21 minutes.